Welcome, you are now listening to the Vanity Ultra Podcast. I'm your host, Kenneth Kirk. And I'm your other host, Elijah Evans. And yo, man, episode 22, we are back. Um, Yo, man, how the hell have you been? Yo, man, I'm not gonna hold you. I'm not feeling too good. It's the pollen in the air. It's fucking me up. My sinuses are, are an L. But you know what, man? Other than that, F1 is back. Mm. It's springtime. It's beautiful outside. Yeah, man, weather's starting to get nice. I'm saying I got money in my pocket. Hey, Can't man. complain, man. That's nice. Yeah, man, I've I've been in the gym like a fucking madman these yeah. past few days, bro. Yeah, man, you just gotta like, get it how you live. Like, you get gym, swole. gym and run. Yeah, you know what I mean. Trying to, I've been, been on my heavy climbing lately. I've been really like I have, I have like a second like a second wind because it's like I was doing it yeah. and then I got then I got really sick a couple of, like last year. Yeah, and then like I fell off and then. But I'm just now starting to get back like my muscles and my fingers and stuff. So I'm, I'm going kind of crazy. Yeah. Yo, you know what's crazy? I was I was literally just thinking about this the other day, bro. The next time you go climbing, I look, I like, I kind of want to go. We go today, for real? We can go after after we're finished here. If you want, it's right down. It's not far. If you want to go, maybe not today. Maybe another day. I got yeah, you. maybe another yeah, day. Yeah, I got you. But yeah, no, I was thinking about it the other day because fun, man. I forgot what I was watching, but and I was, you'll you'll probably be really good because you're tall and you're lanky. You got arms that you can reach. See, mm. I have to. I rely on strength and core. You can probably just reach the reach the top because you're so tall. Yeah, yeah. Damn, be good at it. Damn, it's crazy. Yo, have you been copping anything recently? Or? Um, yes. You did before we came in. You talked about how you purchased another pair of loafers. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. It's it's. I'm not proud of it. But it needed to be done. It had to be done, right? I did it. Yeah, and I'm glad. I it's a black and white pair. I have the burgundy and white pair, the blue mm-hmm. and cream pair, a brown suede pair, and now I have the black and white pair. Mm. So now my loafer count is at six. Loafer That's counts. just loafers. Loafer counts at six. At Damn. six. Yeah, yeah. It's a problem. It's like it's not a problem. It's like women in handbags. It's the same thing. You know how women love leather handbags? I just love leather loafers, you know? You got that box, that fresh leather scent. That. Yeah, so like, <laughs> it's beautiful. It's crazy, man. Yo, what you uh, what have you been watching recently? Um, oh, yeah, dude. Um, last weekend, um, I saw Tame Impala. Yo, not, yeah, talk yeah, about last that. Last weekend, I saw Tame Impala. Yeah. Not, not last weekend, the weekend, bef- weekend before? Last weekend. It was definitely last weekend. Tame Impala was I I didn't go of course yeah yeah it was last weekend amazing show Kevin Parker sounds amazing the band was on point the lights were crazy the it was great he like talked the crowd like it was it was amazing it yeah was a great show it was my girlfriend's little sister's first concert and that was like a really good first concert but then last weekend I went to go see this movie called X. It's mm-hmm. got Kit Cudi in it. Have you heard anything about that? Yo, the A twenty four joint. Yeah, yeah dude, I haven't I haven't seen it yet, movie, but I heard about it. It's, it's fucked up. Like in a good way, but it's like it's a horror film, but it's ah, like it's fuck. insane, it's a crazy. But yeah, it's funny to like see Kid Cudi because it's like all of his other acting roles are kind of like not leading roles or always like supporting roles, like How to Make It in America and stuff. Like he was like a supporting role, but like he's actually in the movie, like right, like in the movie. Mm. And it's a really good movie. I definitely, I definitely uh, recommend if you have a strong stomach. Like if you're not squeamish about blood and gore and stuff, I would definitely recommend it. It's crazy. Damn. But yeah. Yeah, man. What I've been watching recently, uh, of Top course. Boy. Oh yes, bruv, bruv. I haven't bruv. watched it yet. You I, get, you get me in it. it. You I get me it, in it. I thought it came out <laughs> today, which is the twenty third. I didn't realize it. Nah, but bro. see, I saw on Netflix that it said new episodes, but I was just under the impression that it bruv. was the second season of. It came out last Friday. Bro. It's gas. How many episodes is it? It's eight episodes. Hour long episodes. Yeah, like hour long. The way the way the show was shot is like really good. Yeah. Um. 
I think the story, the storyline for like this season was really good, very well. Yeah, because that's yeah. one of the things about from like the first season to like mm-hmm. the second season. It kind of like like it was like the first season that all that shit happened, and then the second season he was like in Jamaica the first episode, and it was like, yeah, how did he really like? You didn't really know what was going on. Yeah. So I hope that it picks off a little bit better. With but I think, season. but I think like for people who watched uh, Top Boy Summer House, right. kind of had like a. Well, that's what I mean. There was a. There's yeah. a summer house, and then there was the new season. Yeah, right, 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 and it right. It didn't right, really right. correlate. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, no, nah, I feel that. Yeah, I definitely feel but that. I but hope, yeah, no, nah. I'm sure the season is amazing, bro. I love hearing British people talk oh, about peas. It got me back to yeah, like peas, yeah. like my food. Yeah, where's like, my food? Where's my food from? <laughs> like it's fucking crazy, fam. You get me, like. <laughs> You get me in it. Your British accent is getting pretty good, man. It's pretty good, bro. Yeah, is that, I mean, hey, is that what it is when you watch Top Boy? You just get a great British accent. I ain't gonna lie, fam. Like, I ain't gonna lie, bro. Like, fam. Like, when you get me in it, like, you get me, like, <laughs> bro. It's fucking crazy, fam. That's um, yeah, nah, man. Yeah, Top Boy was good. Uh, I've been watching. Was it Snowfall? Like the newest, the new season. With it. Nah, it's pretty good, man. I, I try, but it's just like I'm gonna be honest. Like, I'm. I don't like watching shows with black people that are all about crime mm, and drugs. I don't yeah. I don't I don't like to watch those. Yo, I need to go see Batman. I was thinking I about going today either, yeah. to go see it. Damn. It's like three hours long though. That's the only thing that's yeah, why I haven't gone to see yeah. it. I'm sure it's gonna be on HBO like in the next couple of weeks. So that's why I'm not tripping. But like right. I wanna go see it in theaters, but I also don't want to sit in a theater for like three hours. Like I'm uh, good off that. I mean I mean, if it's good, if it's good, I don't mind it. That's the thing. I heard I heard that it's good, but I heard that like it's not like this, this isn't a wild take, but like I heard that it's just no the way. other week I was like at the crib, right, and I watched Dune for the first time. That movie's not that good either. And he, yeah, and here's the thing: it was long, and long I was at the long. crib, yeah. and I fell asleep. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like at the theater, I feel like I'll be more tuned in because I plus I yeah. feel like Batman will have a little bit more action to it. Right. You know what I mean? But actually, I don't know because this Batman doesn't seem like we've seen clips of him beating. I, like I haven't seen it, so anyone who's listening to this that has seen it, like obviously, right. but. It just seems to me like it's less about beating the shit out of people and more about like detective Batman. That's what it feels like more to me. Mm. Like it's less Christian Bale beat the fuck out of you, Batman, and more like the right. real Batman who just like is like a detective who beats the shit out of people when he has to. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, in news, you know, fashion news and shit, you know, Supreme and North Face leaked out their collab. They did. Um, you see, like they had yeah. the big crosses and everything. Shout out, shout out, man. They stole that right from my man, David. Shout out, David Smith. Yeah, shout out, he David Smith. He had the rescue before North Face did. So <laughs> don't even do that, Supreme. Shoot, man. And I know, uh, I think it was last night, right? Uh, Ralph Lauren had his uh, oh, fall yeah, winner. Bro, the thing, the thing, I would always tell my girlfriend, like, I want to get, the only way, like, I want to make it so, like, when we get married, like, Ralph is going to be at our wedding, but mm-hmm. he's so fucking old that I don't think that's going to happen. Mm. But also, like, he's really old, but he's really still with the shits. Like, he really still got it. Like, mm. he's not, like, you can't say, that like, you can never say Ralph Lauren had a bad show. Never. He's always mm. got it. And it's it was a really good show. Very, like, kind of like, like classic Ralph Lauren reminded me of, like, his yeah. older stuff. And the fit, of course, was... His fifth. Was he wearing Jordans? I saw. Bro, he had the fourteens. That's on. what I thought, dude. He Ralph. Ralph is the god, dude. Hey, man. He's the god. The goat. Yeah, dude. The goat. Man. He's like fucking ninety years old, dude. This old as shit. Damn. Just looks. 
insane how yeah, old he is. Yeah, damn. He looks like Jabba the Hutt, dude. Just hey, insane yo. how old he is. And yo, chill, man. Shout out to Ralph Lauren. Let's speak on my man Ralph, man. Yeah, right. uh, Did you? I saw something this morning. Uh, the, I'm sick and tired of all the Kim, Kanye, Pete uh, discourse, but uh, I did see I did see a, a tweet from Kanye like, I found these two. I found this on my daughter's book bag last week when i was allowed man. to go to school and then kim commented on that post like why are you doing this you were with them this morning you came and picked them up take them to school this morning dude man i'm i'm, I'm i don't know what's up with him right now man, i mean kanye man i mean i love you as a creative i love you as an artist bro but bro you on some bozo shit right yeah, now you on some you on some nut shit right now, I need bro. To, like, I need to get it together. It's just, it's just great. Did you watch the Genius? Did you watch that? Yes, bro. And that's what I'm saying. Like, bro, Genius was beautiful. Like, beautiful. Like, the documentary was really good. I and, don't want to watch it. And you know what's crazy? I was explaining it to my mom just because uh, she, I was telling her how I watched it and how I thought it was really good. And she ne- and she didn't really get, like, how, like, oh, how could you be so, like, like just loved with Kanye like he's like he's just off tripping rocker, yeah, yeah off his rocker now but it's like mom like you gotta realize when I was growing up like Kanye was a huge he was everything. influence in high school Kanye was everything yeah it was like everything, everything to us bro like the, just the way we dressed like exactly. you know yeah. what I mean but you know what's funny that watching like I watched the first part and it's so funny how he's like he moved to New York and he couldn't get a record deal and he's he walks in a Rockefeller and he's playing all falls down and no one like gives a fuck. Like no one Bro, cares. Bro, literally, Shorty was at her desk, just like, like just like sitting there. Like no one. Like that song is such a smash, and like no one cared when he was rapping it to him. And I thought that was so funny. And like people came in, he just turned it off and kind of walked out, walked around, yeah. and then like went to somebody else's office. It was insane. It was but crazy. it's also sick to see. I didn't like to see Rockefeller Records like that. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was sick too. It's crazy. Yo, in other music news, your boy Nigo's dropping that, that album this fire. Friday. And yeah. You know, like normally, like I'm against like the Nigo like type of thing, but that's just going to be, because like that Aria song with Rocky, yeah, that shit bro. slaps. Even the joint with Pusha T was hard. I don't think I listened to that one yet. I think that I was saw hard. it, but I just didn't listen to I it. I think the one, the one track that I kind of, that he's dropped so far that's going to be included within the album, the one he, the one that Kid Cudi did, that was to me like, uh, uh, I forgot the t- I forgot the track name oh, right off rip no, now, but um, it was like, uh, but the the one two singles he dropped with the one Aria with Rocky and then the recent For one sure. with Pusha T was hard. hard. So I'm very ex- I'm expecting the album to be like, yeah, Nico makes music. Yeah, and it's, I didn't know it's gonna be really good. It's, like the features Tyler Uzi yeah. like, and then clip he got a clip song up there. <sighs> It's gonna be wild. When's yeah. the last time you heard the clips? They, his brother, uh, Malice, he was like, "I'm not doing this rapping shit no more. I found Jesus, and that's what I'm doing now, and that's great. Good for him." Not nah, for real. But I do miss clips. Do yeah, miss I do clips. miss clips, man. Yeah, I wish they, uh, cause remember, uh, did you go to something in the water? No, I refuse to go to something in the water. Yeah, I wish he had came out when uh for Pusha T set. That would have been really yeah. dope. Yeah, but you know they're moving that to DC. Ugh. Well, I mean, no, nah, it's good. What waters in DC, bro? Nigga, what? Did like, you... I mean, as far as like, what? I mean, okay, okay. Let me. You, let me be you never took ge- college. Geography let me refrain. Let me. Let me dial it back. I mean, just like, bro, why DC though? Like, because why? fuck Virginia Beach. What's you gonna have it at? I mean, y- where's you gonna have it at? Fuck Virginia Beach. I mean, they were talking about having it in Norfolk, but that shit would have been a mess. Oh, that shit. That like, bro, mess. traffic. Dude, speaking, of, speaking of Norfolk, bro. Not even Norfolk, Hampton Roads last weekend. Like, mm-hmm. you know how many people died, like, just were murdered last weekend? Yeah, man. It's sad. It's, then, like, it's really sad, that bro. That girl that worked at the Virginia Pilot, like, rest in peace. I think her, I don't remember her name. Yeah, man. No, it's, it's, but it was so awful. And I think dude. just, not even just here, bro. It's just, like, in general, over but around like, the country, bro. It's, it's like, like, Grammy has gotten so dangerous. 
Dangerous. I don't yes. ever go out to Grand Bay. I don't ever go to Grand Bay. Bro, anymore. see, this is why I stay in the crib. Facts. I stay in the crib. I chill. I create, and then that's it. I just be at the crib or in the gym. Yeah, in the gym. Yeah, gym oh, too. With my lady. Yeah, because we're trying to get right for summer coming around the corner. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, nah, definitely for sure. And yo, what do you? What are some? Like, what are some, like, things you're, like, looking to, like, purchase for this summer? As far as, like, fits, you kind of want to execute this upcoming summer? You know, my style in summer, they're an interesting dichotomy. Because on one hand, of course, it's in my blood. I want to look fly. Mm -hmm. But, bro, it's so hot. I don't give a shit. It's too hot to care. So, honestly, just like last summer, I think my summer's going to be surrounded with Patagonia 5-inch baggies. Maybe some... Might throw some polo shorts in there and some gilded t-shirts that cost $3 from the art supply store because I sweat through them. That's going to be my shit. I'll probably cop some like some AOD shorts or something. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Of course. But, like, Yeah, no. It's just too hot. Shout here. out to Ame Leondo. Shout out to them. Yeah, but yeah, it's just them. too hot to even care about looking good because you're going to sweat and you're going to look gross anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. No, I think for me, like, yeah, like how you were saying with it just being so hot, like I know this summer is going to be ridiculous hot. Yeah. So it's... If you see me out this summer, like if you see me out, like if you short, see me outside, shorts and shirt, white tee, yeah. blue jeans, blue jeans, nigga. I mean my jeans. I mean jeans. Yeah, jeans. jeans. You rocking jeans this summer? Like I mean I'm gonna wear shorts, but I mean on the days where it's like a hundred some or like not even nineties, yeah, fuck no, I'm not wearing jeans. Dude, it's like right now is like the perfect weather. It's yeah, right of course, now is yeah. perfect. I'm gonna like, throw in a little camp collar here and there, yeah. like you know what I mean, but. Yeah, man. You know, I'm I'm gonna keep it very keep it simple. Keep it simple. Keep yeah, it man, very simple. It's just mellow. too hot. It's too humid and hot out here. Yeah, man. Balls stick to your legs. <laughs> oh my god. That's how fucking hot it is out here. Yeah, man. Nah, some the summer is gonna be. It's gonna be interesting summer because, like, you know, of course, COVID is not over, but it's starting to kind of. Yeah, it's starting. It's to not. Like, it's starting to not be such a big part of our lives anymore. The mandates are getting lifted. Yeah, like, bro, when I went to that concert, mm-hmm. no masks. No man. Oh yeah, no. Nah. At all, dude. Well, I was kind of nervous being in there. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that, but but um, yeah, man. With all that being said, yo, we have a fucking very, slapper, very special guest for you guys He's today, got man. Podcast royalty. Um, yes, definitely podcast royalty, and it's very, very full, full circle for lot for yeah, us, very like full circle for us, and full circle for anyone who. I don't want to give it away before. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Please stay tuned in yeah. the next minute or so. Um, yeah, but nah, man. Yeah, the guest you got on for you guys today, man, is very uh, someone, someone we've been uh, fans of, been fans of. True yeah, Fitzman. man. True, yeah, true Fitzman, Fit Pick God, Fit Pick God. Um, yo, man, yeah, this dude, man, we've just known of him for quite a while now, and yo, man, I'm just very interested to see. You know what I mean? What's next for these guys, yeah. man? Because yo, it's, it was a great, it was a great interview, and and it was we, we, we cried a little bit. Hey, chill, now nah, we ain't crying. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we didn't do no ah! crying. No, we didn't cry. Um, but yeah, man, stay tuned for who we have for this. T- uh, for ah, see, you're fucking blown it already, man. Hey, man, I, I got I got nervous. Okay. I got nervous. I was nervous too. It's all good. But stay tuned in a few seconds for our episode with our very own special guest that we have for you today stay tuned
All right, let's get it, man. Uh, welcome, welcome. You are now listening to the Vanity Ultra Podcast. I'm your host, Kenneth Kirk. And I am Elijah Evans. And yo, man, episode 22, we're back at it again. Um, yo, man, we got a very special guest with us today, man, yo. Very, very full, full circle moment for both myself and my co-host here, it's man. Uh, we've been listening to this guy along, along with his co-host, man, for years now, yes. years. And we've been first became aware of them, what, back in like 2015, I want to say? Like high, so, yeah. yeah, 2015. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, about that. Um, yo, man, this dude, he's a true Fitzman. True, true Fitzman. Fitzman. Uh, <laughs> fit pick, fit pick God. God. Yeah, uh, <laughs> this is a up. really this is a really long intro. Oh, hey. I, dude, hey, we could. We, hey, hey, man, this is this for you. This, this is, for is you. all for you. Bro. All right, I'm, I'm sorry, my bad. You. Yo, I'm a little bummed that it's episode 22 because I want that Jordan, that Jordan app. I should have just punted ah, a week. Uh, you should have. I want to yeah, be should've. 23. Yeah, um, but uh, hey, guys, how are you? Thank you for oh, having man. me. Of course, yeah, of course. of course, man, of course. Yo, man, so we have Mr. Lawrence Schlossman in the building. In the motherfucking um, building. Yo, so yes, how we like to start the podcast, man? We like to start off yeah. with the origin story, man. Um, sure. tell, us, tell us where you're from, man. Um, I am from Mawa, New Jersey, which is in Bergen County. And it's pretty much your stereotypical suburban New Jersey experience. Hey, um, where's my- the freaking? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to. I had to. Exactly. No, that that's absolutely fine. I'm Jewish, not Italian, but I get uh, it. Um, got gotcha. yeah. <laughs> yeah, more, more of a bagel guy. Um, but uh, and then you know you mentioned uh, my co-host James Harris. He likes to shit on me or poke fun at the expense of my upbringing. Uh, him being a Manhattan-born city guy, cool guy. He likes to say that I I was born on a cul-de-sac. Uh, which is true which is which is very much true um but yeah i mean i don't know pretty stereotypical suburban upbringing um you know skateboarded you know Mm. pretended to play music in pop punk bands and played soccer and you know variety of shit like that i don't know how much of like an origin story this is inside i'm not fucking spider-man you know (laughs) i'm just a guy um but um yeah that, that that's pretty much the long and short of it um, Word, New Jersey, man. born and born and bred. Same, Word, same. man. So yeah. growing up, man, like what were some of your int- like early interests growing up? Like what were some of your things you were into? Yeah, for sure. Well, definitely, like I said, like uh, music um, and skateboarding and and loving the idea of those things and the culture associated with them and then being absolutely fucking terrible, like no, <laughs> no talent whatsoever. Um, but yeah, I think that both of those very small local scenes if you could even call them that kind of you know for me were aspirational in a way that like you know from the way that people dressed um to like the kind of you know codes that came with those communities um i don't know it's just super interesting to me and um you know just kind of like exploring those worlds you know uh, like get it for skateboarding right like i sucked at skating and i could only like ollie and you know, I might have been able to kick flip and heel flip like at, at best, mm-hmm. but just reading like a CCS mail order catalog and being like those kicks and I want to get that deck and, right. you know, whatever. And just like, you know, immersing myself in like all the, you know, the shit that is not as important as the activity itself, right. but it was like definitely um, appealing to me. And the same kind of goes with music. I was really into um, pop punk music and post hardcore and, that, mm. that kind of shit was really popular in the tri-state area around the time that I grew up. Like, like okay. a lot of famous bands came out of that 
those whether it was like the long island scene or like you know stuff that was happening in jersey bands like taking back sunday and brand new and thursday whatever i don't know if Dude, this I is love like taking back sunday they okay. got that yeah. song well, who doesn't uh, you know but uh, uh yeah sink it to me that shit <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah i don't know if you guys do outro music but i'll take some tbs all fucking day um but uh but yeah so it just again sucking at the actual thing like i played bass guitar um some friends and i tried to have bands here and there and just me being like abysmal and shitty but like you know, loving, you know, the hairstyles that, yeah. you know, guys that guys were rocking or like, you know, uh, the various kind of fashionable do's and don'ts that existed within that community, much like skateboarding. So, you know, um, th that was kind of a thing for me where like I kind of fell in love with the idea of, you know, what is cool and not cool and do's and don'ts and, you know, how to dress and, and how not to dress based on like certain type of music scenes or, or you know, uh, the skateboarding scene and, and stuff like that. So that's kind of like where um, my original love for like niche fashion, I guess, though I, at the time I didn't think of it that way, but, you know, just just that's, I guess, where it kind of all kind of coalesced and, and came together. Um, and then as I got older and uh, went to college and was exposed to different types of modes of dressing, uh, going to college in the South, like, you know, that uh, early kind of um, interest in fandom in right. clothes kind of like was only only extrapolated from there and kind of uh, basically almost like edged closer or not almost, it did edge closer to, to like what is now more like what I wear, like menswear, things right. like that. Yeah. So uh, you mentioned you went to school down South, what school did you go to? And what did you study? I went to Wake Forest University. Okay. And what did you study there? Uh, economics. <laughs> oh, shit. So yeah. when you were down there, were you, what kind of guy were you? Were you a frat? Were you any frats? Yeah. Or, I yeah. was I was the vice president of my fraternity. Dude, which, so, uh, oh, I'm not so, like ashamed of that all. Like, yeah. Like, uh, no, that's sick. Because yeah. like Animal House, like I would love to be in a frat. Yeah, like, I was they, in college I mean, and I never less. saw Animal House. And then after college, I was like, shit. I wish <laughs> yeah, yeah like you wish you had that experience. But like. uh, so it, that's funny because it's like, you know, seeing you now, you're such a fit. What were you wearing back in that frat? Were you totally sparried up, bat, baseball cap yeah. backwards? For real? Not not necessarily like hats, but like, yeah, it's funny because like I will still test that. Like, um, I think there's um a lot. Well, I wouldn't say misconceptions. Like there's a lot of any like in any place or any scene, whatever. Like there are people that dress like shit and there's people that have good taste or whatever. Right. Um, but going to a fraternity in the South, you do like see guys wearing actually really cool tasteful shit like mm -hmm. a barber you know that right. their dad had his whole life that he passed down or like dudes in really fucked up beat up patagonia baggies and things like that that are that, all these things that are like cool in a certain context for guys like us right? right um what always was interesting to me and a lot of this is now looking back with hindsight but like those dudes like just were, they had no idea right what what they necessarily had um right. which explains like one like an effortness, excuse me, effortlessness that comes with wearing it, like true steez, but then also like the the flip side of that coin is wearing it with the wrong shit or like, you know, the, like ruining it with, you know, like ruining baggies with a terrible, hmm, you know, gingham right. shirt or something like that. Yeah, so right. it was kind of like two two sides of the same coin. But but um yeah, I, I definitely, I probably was wearing like a lot of polo for mm -hmm. sure, a lot of Ralph Lauren, mm -hmm. but, you know, not even like bad stuff. Right. Like just Oxford cloth button downs and things like that. I guess one thing that I don't really wear now, and I wore a lot of Clarks too. That's another mm -hmm. thing too. Like um, probably learned about Clarks, Wallabies and Desert Treks from, you know, uh, fellow frat boys in, in the South. Right. Um, 
Uh, so, you know, again, really cool shit, maybe worn in the wrong way or again, worn effortlessly mm-hmm. and kind of cool that uh, that made it like desirable to me to try this right. stuff out myself. But I, I definitely the biggest regret for me would be like a lot of like boat shoes and shit that I, I definitely don't yeah. wear anymore. Mm-hmm. And even though I've definitely kept some of those things from my college years, like the Patagonia baggies and barbers and wallabies and whatever the list goes on like the big regret for me would probably be like wearing like the sperries that look kind of like have like a sneaker sole it's called right. like the sperry oh. billfish yeah those were, oh god those so popular <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah and those are like horrendous no. so like sometimes <laughs> yeah, i'm like yo should i bring can i bring those back like, <laughs> if i tried like, really hard could i freak them yeah me and kenny we met each other at we worked at the same department store in the shoe section okay. dude and people would buy those fucking the what are they called the fish the ones we were just talking about bill fish yeah and I'm yeah. Like, bro, why are you bill fish, just yeah. get the regular sperry that's so no sure totally just classic. a top cider yeah yeah, yeah dude. Crazy, what man. department store did you guys work at dillard's. Uh, dillard's shout out to dillard's fucking love dillard's dude that's yeah. i mean dillard's was that's the big right i don't where are you guys from like texas right or virginia virginia. No. virginia virginia yeah i had went to a dillard's for the first time when i was going to college in north carolina but yeah shout out dillard's dude yeah <laughs> shout out to dillard's shout man. out dillard's, <laughs> kinda i think it's different being on the inside and being on the outside but yeah shout out dillard's yeah. for sure yeah, shout out dillard's, um, man. so yeah you want to next question yeah man so like who are some of your like early just like influences when it comes to fashion like just early on whether it be like as a teen like early on especially when yeah. you're in college too for sure. Well, I mean, for me, it's always it's never necessarily been like about I don't know what kind of happens today where there's like fucking every rapper dresses sick in their own way or, you know, movie stars are, are really caring. I'm not saying that, like, I've come from a different era or anything. This is only, you know, like, I don't know, I'm only 35 years old. So, you know, it's not like I come from a completely different time. But for me, like it was my dad definitely growing up. I think my dad has like really cool like just honest swag i mean like he's been wearing you know new balances uh his entire life um Mm. and you know just like him being um the rare jewish man that is actually like good with he's handy he's good you know he can actually fix shit like carhartt and like stuff around the house not that he's like a blue collar guy by any means he was doing carhartt shit yeah yeah (laughs) when he was doing carhartt shit on the weekends and like doing that in his own way um so definitely my pops shout out bill and then uh yeah just like then like kids like kids that were better at me than skateboarding and you know were better at me than playing music just and you know older kids in in the scenes that i mentioned previously just like you know what was the right type of band tee what was the right type of skate shoe and then yeah just like people that i went to college with too like a lot of those frat guys just wearing things like naturally uh, and again not even like knowing it um and uh, i think that that's always been my thing is just like inspired i mean this is not corny but like this is not a new thing but people are just be- being inspired by by people real people you know mm-hmm. versus like necessarily crazy aspirational stuff like the rappers or you know right. celeb shit that i, I touched on uh, a second ago mm-hmm. so for me it's just been about like just real people not even knowing that that to me is like the most stylish. And this is coming from like the most fucking and the most intentionally dressed <laughs> yeah. motherfucker on the internet, yeah. right? Um, but but at the same time, like what really appeals appeals to me is just somebody who's just like themselves that like looks great. Or um oftentimes what's really inspiring to me is maybe not like someone's whole like shit from head to toe, but just like just someone wearing a great pair of sneakers and not knowing it or like a great piece of outerwear or someone with just like a fuck great sunglasses, a great haircut, whatever. So just like for me, I've just always really paid attention to that. 
And you might, part of me is like, does that make me a superficial person? But I I really do care. And I really love, you know, self-expression through dressing. So regardless Mm. of like what my interest was or what kind of community I was trying to be a part of, you know, whether it was me being like a young kid in Jersey or a little bit older in North Carolina, like I've just been really like, you know, really attuned to that kind of stuff and just like tried to, or always found things that I appreciate that, that people were wearing. So that's kind of like what has influenced me and then now living in Brooklyn and and being in Manhattan all the time. Like, you know, obviously this shit is on a different level now um, Mm -hmm. where, you know, you see cool shit, cool people like fucking everywhere um, to the point where like, you know, it can definitely be like overwhelming and you try to not be like too influenced, right? Like you don't want to, you want to still like be yourself and, you know, for me, it's about like finding elements and like figuring out like what could work with, you know, the person that I am or the stuff that I already own or what kind of mood I'm in that day. But right. uh, yeah, it's just, you know, tr- just real people and, and uh, you know, people that are just being themselves really more than anything. I think that's, that's, a, you know, nothing's more stylish than just like hopefully, you, you know, know, just being yourself and just being comfortable. Right. Right. Are, for right. sure. Hmm. So from New Jersey to Wake Forest transitioning, yes, when did you first start at Complex? Um, well, complex was like my, probably my, like my third serious, well, serious, my third fashion job, generally speaking, um, mm, wow. that would have been probably in like, cause I worked, I worked at uh, a showroom called BPMW. Uh, and then after that I worked at guilt group and then, yes, yeah, so this would have been, I probably started in like 2012. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. Yeah. 2012, probably somewhere. I'm really bad with dates. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like. Uh, yeah, if, no, honestly, if any of this shit is wrong and people at home are listening being like, what? He's lying. He's yeah. capping. It's like, capper, capper, capper. Capper, capper. I couldn't, my own birthday I couldn't argue with that. It. Yeah. Um, so speaking of complex, I think one of the things that yeah. me and Kenny both really want to talk about is sure. our introduction to you and James, which is the amazing show of fashion. Bro. Fashion! Bros. Bros. <laughs> Bros. Thank yeah. you. Dude, Thank you guys. So, I'm happy to know that two people were watching. Yeah, dude, it was so funny. You got like when when you took that chain from Migos and they hemmed you up. Oh yeah, that was classic. (laughs) So what? Thank you. Was was that guys? Was that like you guys' idea, or was somebody else telling you guys are funny? Like let's do a show with you guys, and you guys kind of took the reins from there. So what I can remember is that so obviously at that point that was the second job that James and I had together originally meeting and working together at that aforementioned showroom bpmw um but uh i was and and what's funny is because like while we were friends and we knew each other like our day-to-day operations at complex didn't like really overlap because i was that i was running four pins at the time and the james was working on the complex style channel so while like there is some there was some communication between these like two properties because they were covering the same type of shit uh both for complex uh we really didn't necessarily like we were colleagues, but we didn't like work together or like interface outside of just like, you know, kind of like um, homie shit in the office. Mm-hmm. But like, I think our relationship up until that point, because of already knowing each other, because of already being friends, because of having such different personality and tastes, like when we would interface in the office, apparently it was, um, you know, must see kind of TV <laughs> yeah. to the yeah. point where the editor-in-chief of Complex, um, Noah Callahan Bever, a.k.a. NCB, he, I guess, approached James and I and was like, yo, this dynamic is ridiculous. There's something here. Um, and they were, at the time, 
just launching some YouTube shit. Uh, Jesus and Mero were on on Complex's YouTube at the time. Yeah. I think they were just launching Complex News with people like Emily Oberg and yeah. Brandon Jenks Jenkins. And uh, this was even like, this is before Hot Ones. This is before like Speedy Mormon, another homie kind of like blew up. But uh, anyway, so they were like, yo, you guys should have some type of program, whatever it was. Um, and I forget how we like concepted fashion bros and how it became this kind of like weird variety sketch uh and then eventual kind of like interview show um but yeah we were told that like we should test we should do like a screen test and and then there might be something there and i guess and i joked that you guys were like it's nice to know that two people watched it (laughs) while it never like really popped off and went crazy i think it was a little like ahead of its time and definitely too early in complexes pivot to video like where they didn't necessarily like understand how to like break through the youtube algorithm and like you know get seen on that platform um i I do think like it was entertaining and was really fun and um i definitely think that it helped james and i you know develop a certain like skill set of like chops that you need to like eventually get into doing stuff that whether it's behind a whether it's behind a mic or in front of a camera or whatever um so i think it is definitely like a uh it's a true for and it's and it's also funny because like we didn't really do it for that long right it might have been like a two-year which i don't know maybe people think that is a long time but it it felt like a, a a blip on the radar but i think it is formative in that if it wasn't for fashion bros and like trying to write jokes and figuring out like the characters that we could play to heightened levels uh for entertainment value and just getting that like that on camera on mic rapport between us down i don't think that the you know the subsequent podcast ventures that we would have had would have made as much sense or eventually been as successful if you consider them successful because right. um, because yeah, yeah. uh you know i think we're on our third strike currently but, <laughs> but you know like yeah. uh, but uh it, it was one of those things that like and i look back on that time finally even though yo i'll tell you right now we got paid no extra money to do that <laughs> yeah. it was wow. just it was extra and it was a lot of work on yeah. top of just the normal workload we had and i think like the only benefit that we were able to like eke out from complex is fucking broke ass ever over the course of two years was like a little bit of a wardrobe allowance, which we might've been, we, which we might've used one time before we ultimately decided that it was better to just shelve the show because of the amount of work, because no one was really watching because of all the other shit we had going on. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was, it was a true labor of love. Um, though I think, if you would ask James and myself, I think I could speak for him too. Like it wasn't like that fun, you know, at the time it was kind of like, fuck. All right. Like yeah, it felt yeah. like uh, a fucking burden or something. I don't know, but, uh, but I'm still happy that, uh, that we did it for sure. Yeah, yeah. Cause I know for me, like, like around that time, like I want to say like 2015, that's when I started getting into just like fashion mm-hmm. and everything and watching fashion bros was kind of like my first entry point of just seeing something and, learning in a way because i remember the first interview that i watched you guys do on fashion bros was the ronnie five oh my god he was so pissed bro oh yeah he was pissed but he was looking at you guys he was like will you shut the fuck uh what are you talking about (laughs) i'm not sure i'm not i'm not sure if james and i ever ever said this but that was like ronnie doing a favor this was before i knew ronnie personally and Mm -hmm. i and i and i really like ronnie a lot as a guy um, but this is before I like knew him really. And I think Joe LaPuma kind of like hoodwinked him into doing it 
as like a favor. And he really had like no idea what mm-hmm. he was getting. And, and that's kind of like, that's a fun thing about what James and I do now. And what we've done before is that every so often, or, or even half the time, maybe more in some cases, you have someone come in and they don't know what kind of interview or experience they're going to get. Right. And uh, that can go a variety of ways. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it could go well, sometimes it could go poorly. With the Ronnie thing with fashion bros, he had no idea what he was getting into. And he was definitely just doing a favor for his homie. Uh, and then he just had the worst fucking time <laughs> ever, which to me, there was like value in that because it's funny to like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It sucks that you, and it sucks that that's been wiped from the internet, but yo, he was like legitimately not just uncomfortable, but like pissed off. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, that uh, was, I, that was, that was, a, that was a fun one for sure. Yeah. yeah that, was that was just my little side, um, side note about Ronnie. You touched on four pins a little bit and uh, I, you know, four pins classic Twitter page. Thank you. I, um, I remember one summer, a buddy of mine got a retweet from four pins and then I like made a joke and got a retweet <laughs> from four pins and I felt like the shit. <laughs> that was definitely day, me dude. pressing that button. So yeah, you're welcome. yeah, dude. <laughs> fucking full circle. But um, yeah, man, shout out to the, the Roshi run. Got a lot of jokes off. Shout oh out to that God. shoe, man. Yeah, I, feel for so, sure. I feel so yeah, bad for the, that. Shoe. The real whipping boy. Man, yeah. I feel yeah. so bad for that shoe Cause it was hot at first. Yo, it was, fucking oh, it was incredible, hot. bro. Like, yeah. Oh, I, I, I like was tracking. When that when the road run was like fucking popping off, like I was like running around the city, like trying to track down a pair because there was like, not a hotter sneaker Jesus in the Christ. game. And, all, and yeah. like and obviously became uh, uh, this massive butt of a joke, probably because of four pins more than anyone else. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I still have all those pictures on my Instagram. Like, I don't I'm not embarrassed by that. Like, you know, the it's about the it's about the journey, not the yeah, destination. Exactly. Boys, am I right? So. Exactly. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's funny to. It's funny to almost look at that as an example of like how fucking fickle motherfuckers can be. When I say motherfuckers, I'm speaking of myself. Yeah, no, trust me. I know. Yeah. One minute it's like, damn, that's fire. Next minute I'm like, bro, I'll never wear that shit. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's so crazy. But I mean, could you, could, for you and James, could you guys see yourself doing something like Fashion Bros again? Like to an extent of just like it being like televised or something on it, like a YouTube show of, of sorts? Yeah, I think so. The one, the, the great thing about like, you know, doing a show for somebody else like complex or whatever, is that like the production is going to be handled. Like, you know, mm-hmm. someone's going to build you a set. You're going to have a studio. The equipment is, is going to be provided. And, you know, you're going to have professionals working on the show, even though like the team behind fashion bros was very small and everybody worked super hard. Shout out our director, our homie, Jonathan Lees. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I think that I would love to find myself in a situation where there was like another turnkey thing, you know, where I can, we can James and I can just show up and like, you know, be talent. I mean, that's such a fucking narcissistic thing to say, yeah. but like, you know, and, and it's funny because I think it's never been easier for mm. people to just do their own thing now, whether like shout out Twitch anchor, or YouTube shout or out anchor. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Though I will say podcasting is so much easier than doing anything on video in yeah. terms of just like obviously getting it set up. But right. but yeah, I mean, I, I definitely I, yeah, I think we're good at it. Um, I think that James and I have aspirations for sure beyond podcasting in terms of like, you know, what our fucking beautiful minds could kind of come up with next, whether that's some type of you know, a variety of different like, you know, um, television ideas and pitches, you know, we work we work on excuse me, constantly, um, or if it was just like some kind of, you know, video extension of throwing fits. I, I think that all that, that stuff is on the table. And, and I, and I would be remiss to be like, to, to, to poo poo anything and be like, nah, that's, that's behind me or mm-hmm. I'm too old for that. Like, you know, I think yeah. that if, 
any kind of situation presented itself where we were like, yo, this seems like it could be fun. Like, well, you won't hate it. I was about to say it could be fun, but as long as I, it, it, for me, it's just like, will I not hate this? And then can I, can I make money? And then, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, yeah. It. fuck it. We ball, you know, yeah. so that's kind of, at least that's kind of like my, my philosophy. And stance. Right. Yeah. So now I would love to talk about grailed everyone's sure. favorite destination for archive raf simmons of course um so what yeah, was your right. role at grilled like what did you do there uh so i was the brand director at grailed um but before that i consulted there um for a short amount of time when i was still um at complex and that that consult that that consultation period went like really well and we decided to make it superficial but yeah i was like i, I think i was maybe like the ninth or 10th employee there, um, oh, you know, back when, you know, it was, yeah, I mean, it's kind of crazy looking back for like what it is now. I, I mean, being there for a variety of kind of evolutions of the company, it was always crazy to me um, so do you to see know, it go from like, yeah. Do you know the, the, the motherfucker's name who went from taking $3 of my money to taking like 30% <laughs> of my money? Because that's why I don't yeah. use fucking Grailhood anymore. Yeah, oh, yeah. Man. It was me. No, I, I, <laughs> That's uh no, it was I think it was yeah, it's a company. Yo, this shit ain't a charity, dude. I don't yeah, know. I, yeah. I get, also, I by the way, I don't know why I'm I don't work there anymore. <laughs> so I don't need to apologize for anything. Yeah. Um no, but uh yeah, it's just crazy going from like this um, you know, nine or ten guy like like boys club in this like super small office um on Wooster Street to like moving into like a real office and expanding the team. Um, you know, to then kind of like that last stage right before I left when it was like, you know, big, you know, kind of cash infusions from, you know, investors and, you know, hundreds of people working there and, you know, mm. it becoming this, this kind of monolithic behemoth within, yeah, um, the, uh, the resale space. But yeah, I mean, it, it's, uh, it, I was the brand director there, uh, the, my, the entire time I worked there, which shit might've been like. I don't know, just shy of six years or something like that. Mm, wow, man. Yeah. Hmm. Five years, I don't really remember. Again, I'm, 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 my memory is terrible. I do know that uh, my equity vested, so that was, it was at least more than four years. Right. Um, hey. But, uh, but, but yeah, it was, I was brand director there. Um, and uh, yeah, it was just kind of, it was, that was a crazy thing to be on the ground floor, you know, seeing that growth into, and just witness the explosion of, the online resale space too. Like yeah. that's the thing that I was thinking about uh, prior to coming on the pod and talking with you guys, where it was like, I remember when I was first consulting and um, just starting there and like used clothes for men was like legitimately like a dirty word outside yeah. of a couple, not a couple outside of like a, a smaller communities on super future and style forum, like that always kind of, you know, bought and sold to each other. And then obviously like, you know, the, your, your average guy or even like your, your more like higher level enthusiast that used eBay. Like it was kind of like a weird, I don't want to say gross, but like it was to a lot of people, like a dirty word, right? Like, uh, you know, used as it, right. like a, it was a pejorative. And then to mm. see where it is now, where it's like fucking billions of dollars, you yeah. know, in, 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 in an industry that like, isn't even really that old, you know? Right. Um, or I would say industry, like whatever in this secondary market. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, right. but it's wild. It's just wild to see that whole world, not just grailed explode, but that whole world, 
Yeah, deep hop uh, going crazy. off. Yeah, deep hop was Etsy, going off. Yeah, all that shit. It's crazy. So, um, so yeah. when you were working at the office, like, um, was there a significant, or was there like a piece that was just like, when you were there, you were just like, damn, like this came through, like. Yeah, I mean, there was so much fucking, you know, uh, like museum quality shit like and what was even also thinking about that before talking with you guys like is there one thing there's just really so many things and what was always crazy was that the guys that worked on grailed and like the um the immediate kind of community of people whether they were moderators or people that helped us kind of build grailed like the amount of trends that these guys like, I don't even know if they knew they were like calling their own shot, like seeing the archive raft shit before it became like a phenomenon or Chrome hearts or even like certain like Supreme things. Like, it's crazy how early all these dudes were when it came to like, I don't even think they were trying to necessarily like predict from like, a, oh, what am I going to be able to like make the most money on down the road? I think it was just like what they were into and just so happened that that was some kind of. I don't know, in this case, trickle down influence that eventually permeated a wider swath of, you know, the community of people online that cared about men's clothing. But there was, I've seen so much shit, dude, like, you know, whatever hand painted fucking Raph Simmons yeah. shit like or like crazy Peter Seville, you know, runway parkas. Uh, yeah, I mean, we I'm trying to think the most the the most money i think we might have sold something for or i mean i saw i saw a thing sell on grail like in within in the six figures i'm pretty right. sure Jeez. um Jeez. for just like a single fucking i don't know rap right. Simmons bomber Jeez. Jeez. Or whatever. but yeah we always we always had some heaters in the office one of my favorite things to do um the the very very small career i had as a stylist um primarily helping out like playboy cardi at a certain point in his career all this stuff was through grailed because at grailed we just kept we had a budget and myself and a bunch of other guys there like basically kept our own archive like a company archive of things to have that we could loan out to magazines when people wanted to do press on grailed or um sell we we did a lot of selling to um celebrity clientele you know fucking kendall jenner uh wow you know, uh, ASAP Rocky, Cardi, you know, a ton, just an amazing amount of people. And I, and at the time we were, a lot of that stuff was documented on, on Grail's Instagram. Um, but uh, yeah, that was like my favorite thing was like spending the company's money on like shit that we thought was really cool right. that we were like Grail needs to have. And then using that to like, you know, you know, but, uh, you know, give wardrobe for a music video or, you know, style, like a, you know, magazine feature uh, myself and, and my buddy Scott, we did all of the, fashion and styling for cardi's there was a cardi fader cover that we did and we went down to atlanta and we worked on that so yeah that was like a really cool kind of like byproduct of the job as brand director and the joke always was like what is a brand director what does he do yeah. um and uh, there was a lot of things yeah. um but uh it, it would the the most fun that i had was like like you're saying like you know collecting all these grails and um just kind of storing them in one place and then using those fire johns as like opportunities to like meet celebrities or help out with cool fashion projects right. and, and things yeah. like that so that was uh, that was a fun time in my life for sure so what's your relationship with the people over at grail now i mean how is it the homies yeah still the yeah, homies. yeah yeah for sure um yeah I, I think that it was one of those things where like at at a certain point um you know with the podcast it was kind of like i just had to like pick or choose what i wanted to do i think right. it's it's that simple. Not to mention, like, I think 
you know, for, for a startup or something like that, like I, for me, it was like, yo, like Grailed could have had a, a podcast too. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, or, you know, the kind of stuff that I was working on with failing upwards and then throwing fits. It's almost like, you know, when you're at a startup and you have side hustles that, you know, it, it, I think there's, you have to, you have to decide, do you want to do this for yourself? Or do you want to do this for other people? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and obviously my relationship with Grailed is great. I consulted for a while after I left officially too, on a bunch of projects, uh, throwing fits worked with Grailed on a project, mm-hmm. which was really cool as a way to kind of like, you know, have like a nice, like full circle moment. So my relationship with Grailed is great. I just think that like at a certain point, um, you know, you got to decide where you want to put your efforts. Right. And there are certain people that want to do it on behalf of somebody else and maybe have like less responsibility and not be the one that ultimately is like holding the bag at the end of the day, if things don't go well. And there's another type of person that kind of wants to take a risk and go out on a limb and do something for themselves um, and answer to no one and ultimately either reap the, the benefits or like I said, be the one that is responsible and holding the bag. And that's the path that both myself and James took when we left our full-time jobs, myself at Grailed and then James at Def Jam. And uh, yeah, I don't regret any of that. And I think that uh, the success of the pod kind of speaks for itself. And I know a lot of people, you know, being in New York for 10 years and working in fashion and media for 10 years that like haven't been so lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I- I'm just really happy that I'm now, uh, you know, so many years later allowed to to make my own schedule, do whatever the fuck I want and succeed or fail on, on my own terms, which is kind of like, all, all I really ever wanted. So I'm just, I'm just, I'm just thankful for all the opportunities that came before to get me to this point, you know, cause let's be real, like working at Grailed and being the brand director, that was like a flex. Like I met a yeah. lot of amazing mm-hmm. people, had right. a ton of amazing opportunities I already listed off. Of, I already name dropped enough, but like, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. you know, so, so everything kind of like it all builds, right. Especially like in a place like New York and in the industry, like fashion, or like tech and media, whatever, or the intersection of all those things for me specifically, like, you know, all these opportunities and connections and networking, they all build on each other. But eventually you come to a point where like, you might feel like you either have to take a leap or either like you continue kind of doing the safer thing. And for me, I'm happy that I took that leap, I guess, is my long winded way of getting to that, to that point. Wow. Well, transitioning, right? Yeah. Before we get into, thro- before we get into throwing fits, we got to talk about a previous podcast that endeavor shall that shall not be named, <laughs> yeah. but for this podcast, yeah. it will be named um, sure. Failing Upwards. Um, that is so when did when did you and James, you know, start that, man? Uh, I'm trying to remember. I think we probably started that in shit. OK, so it's 2022. I don't know. I feel like it was started in. 2014 but i could be wrong maybe 2016 i have no idea but uh i just remember that james and i at that point um were not working together professionally anymore he would have been at snapchat i was definitely at grailed or he might have even still been at complex and eventually he left for snapchat but Mm -hmm. um we were looking for an excuse to kind of like hang out and you know drink beers and chill and at that point I think there was some popular pods in New York that that were popping off that that we were aware of. And we were like, well, you know, we kind of like did something harder than this with fashion. Mm -hmm. So why not fucking give this give this thing a try um, and use it as an excuse to just like literally hang out and uh, and have some beers and and uh, and catch up. Um, So it was really just like something that simple and started truly 
you know, not as a way to like, oh, like we're going to fucking blow up. We're going to fucking make money or anything <laughs> like that. It was just like, yeah. it was almost like, it, it was almost like a very, like, almost like, you know, the uh, hustler New York mentality thing where it's like, well, if we're going to hang out, we might as well create some content. I think that was probably yeah. like the, as kind of like Machiavellian as like our, our mindset was. Um, but uh, obviously I'm super happy that that happened. But those, you know, those early days, like, you know, we talk about not taking something seriously. Like I think the first episode or the first couple literally is recorded on one mic. We're literally sharing a microphone, which is like oh, shit. the least professional shit of all time. Yo, so, um, so, so sorry, so sorry to cut you off, but like it's so yeah. crazy for us. Literally, our first recording ever, we were literally in the backyard of my parents' house in our like screen room, and we were mm -hmm. sharing one mic. But like you can hear the birds chirping and shit. You can hear, the birds chirping you can right. hear like fans yeah, going. Yeah, ASMR, dog. Yeah. yeah, so it was like that's the, that's, that's a vanity ultra immersive three sixty degree <laughs> listening experience. Hey man, you know? hey. I didn't even think about something like that. We should do that. We should do that shit. Yeah, this is all about spin, you... bro. Yeah. People want to know what a brand director does. You just spin bullshit all day. Yeah, that's basically <laughs> hey. um. But uh, and then luckily enough, like we brought in like some some talented people to help out. Obviously, first and foremost, shout out fucking Jelani Hendricks. Um, but yeah, uh, Jelani Carter, our OG producer, Jay, homie, he fucking helped, you know, professionalize the show, though. I'm almost positive he also was like faking it until he made it to where he he said he could like produce a podcast and then was just like figuring it out in real time. <laughs> right, um, a man after my own heart. But yeah, I mean, eventually the show got a little more consistent and um, got a little bit more structure at a certain point. Uh, and this is all just being recorded after hours um, at Grailed. Um, wow. But uh, we, uh, we eventually, I guess, transitioned to being like more of an interview show where we'd have like a guest on typically just a homie, a homie probably from like complex or, or just like, you know, that the media fashion world. And then, yeah, I mean, that was basically like we were doing maybe, an episode a month or something like that or yeah. maybe there would be two episodes a, a month if yeah. uh, if we were lucky but yeah it was it was absolutely something that we were doing for fun and weren't taking super seriously i do think that i for myself i think i can speak for james too we were surprised that the reception was like pretty positive it wasn't like the listings were going crazy or anything like that or um it wasn't even remotely as professional as it uh is now i mean if you can even use the word professional to describe what we do <laughs> but but um yeah it was kind of just like um yeah like i said an excuse to hang out and and uh yeah like a a labor of love it's always funny when james and i like start, whether it's fashion bros or this or anything it's almost like we're just doing it you know in in spite of the like in spite of everything it's i don't even think we were like necessarily like yo this is sick or this is that awesome but it's just like fuck it let's, let's just do it, do it. Yeah. yeah which is i don't know if that's us being gluttons for punishment or whatever <laughs> but um but ultimately I, I think it was it was the right decision but yeah it was just like a super casual excuse yeah. to, to hang out and get some beers and chill so yeah you touched on it i want to give a quick shout out to the guy chuck shout out chuck the oh, guy yeah. chef <laughs> and all yeah. producer jay all the homies um all the groms yeah shout out to them i don't i me and kenny are both patreon subscribers but we don't mm -hmm. pay for them so sorry guys but <laughs> <laughs> we, that's we, all good dude. yeah you're, you're in our prayers i guess <laughs> <laughs> um so actually yeah, shout, out, I, shout out all the groms, the whole, the full, the whole fucking legion. For real, for real. Yeah, man. Shout out the legion. Yo. So like, who are some of your just like notable guests, like on failing upwards? Like for some of the people who don't listen to failing upwards. Yes. <sighs> shit. Failing upwards. Uh, well, I guess the best, well, shit. 
I don't even fucking remember, bro. Uh, I, I mean, I guess that that shit. I love the Chris Black spit. episodes. Oh yeah, I mean Chris yeah, Blackhead. Chris, Chris, <laughs> yeah, shout shout out fucking Chris the homie. Yeah, I mean like you know that when the show became an interview show uh, before we were at Barstool. Uh, there's just there has been a variety of people. I mean, like we've had on like Will Welch, Great. the editor of the editor in chief of GQ, and now the global editorial director of all GQ properties around the Killing globe. It. Will that was a great episode. Um, Sean Evans from Hot Ones, our homie, obviously Chris Black. Um, you mentioned um, a couple of fucking notable Barstool personalities that we were friends Big with. Cat. Yeah, yeah. Big Cat, uh, Caleb Presley, who now is blowing up with his Sunday conversation. Caleb, that's a fun one. Yeah, I mean, it just it really was like, you know, it's funny now, like booking. I could literally, as a guy who, you know, now podcasts for a living, I could have like a full whole podcast conversation about the the art of booking in and of itself. But I will say that those early days, the only criteria was typically just like someone um, that we were friends with or that we had a relationship with that was like available mm -hmm. that we knew would just fucking want to kick it and, and chop it up and not, and nothing would be off limits and we could fucking bust each other's balls um, and, and just have a good time and ultimately provide just like a really fun, entertaining conversation. Maybe not like the most riveting shit, right. um, but at least like a lot of jokes um, and, and uh, you know, a lot of like entertainment value, I guess. So that was really like the only criteria, but yeah, I mean, um, I mean, I don't know how many episodes of Failing Upwards we did. Definitely, like, there's hundreds of them. Or yeah. over 100. I don't even really remember. Mm -hmm. um, but um, I don't know. I stand by all the... I'm sure, like... Well, I don't know. It's some of that. I don't like to necessarily go back and listen to old shit. Um, but uh, I'm sure they all stand up. Because, like, uh, I'm just going to choose to believe that. <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they were they, they seemed fun at the time. But, uh, but yeah. That was... Uh, there was It was a nice little run. But, but I think booking now... Even though we still try to have friends on throwing fits and, and the and the overall goal is to still create a final product that like people listen to because it is entertaining and then maybe if we're lucky it's insightful um but i think that that booking now that like this shit is like a job and and more of like um i don't want to say like a money-making endeavor because i don't want to like <laughs> you know <laughs> make it like all official or whatever right. like not seem yeah. as fun but like i think the yeah. booking is is much more of like a um a front of mind conversation that james and i are having daily weekly monthly because uh ultimately it, who you book when your pod gets to a certain size like the booking is important and ultimately does affect the bottom line and that's not fun to necessarily like talk about but like that is the truth of the matter so i think that the booking is approached a little bit differently now but back in the day when it was like i don't know more fucking pure and off the cuff. And, yeah. you know, I don't know. It, it was, uh, I mean, again, I think all that stuff stands up and, and speaks for itself. If anyone wants to go back and listen to those old podcasts, they don't put any money in my pocket, but you're free. Yeah. <laughs> but so, you will. I'm not so going to stop you. I'm wondering, as me and Kenny are new podcasters, we're talking to a seasoned veteran. Has yes, podcasting become less fun for you now because you make you make more money doing it and it's, it's more kind of important for you to do a good job at it because it's a lot riding on it? Yeah, it was definitely not less fun, but there's just more responsibility attached right. to it. I just, I really love it. I mean, like, I'm a fucking talker. I mean, like, I don't even know if you guys have gotten in fucking five words edgewise, but, but, <laughs> um, but, uh, but, but yeah, no, it's, it's still super fun. And I, I wouldn't want to be doing anything else for a living. It's almost too fun where, like, I find myself like 
like I, I do probably less than yeah. I would, you know, like, cause I'm just like, this is, this is all that I want. Right. Like mm-hmm. this is, this is great. Um, not that I'm like turning down fucking bags, you know, left and right or consulting right. or whatever. But no, I think that um, the bigger thing for me is just like, um, it's just, it can't be, even though it is fun, you got to keep, you got to remember not lose sight of the fact that it's not all fun and games because like, this is what's like, you know, paying my rent mm-hmm. and, you know, you know, uh, you know, I got a fucking wife, I got a dog, I got all this shit that I got the, you know, and I think that just also comes with like growing up and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. um, back when James and I first started, we were younger, I wasn't married. So that, and we had other revenue streams and stuff going on. So I think it's still, so I guess what I'm saying is it's still absolutely as fun, but there's also just more responsibility attached to it, but that doesn't mean right. that I'm necessarily like not having as good of a time. And I think of anything, my favorite thing to do, honestly, is uh, record the Patreon stuff, like just the boys only where that's like, you know, kind of reminds me of what it was like um, when James and I first started podcasting mm-hmm. and there wasn't any guests and it was just like, fuck it, show up, turn the mics on and, you know, let's try to make each other laugh or, you know, have an argument for entertainment's sake or whatever it is. And uh, that's something that uh, I'm happy that I like. And, and then, I mean, Patreon is like really the, the main revenue stream. Like we don't, I don't want to necessarily like, I'm sure that all the economics of podcasting are boring. Well, I mean, I'm sure there's pocket watchers out there that are listening that would love for me to talk about all that stuff, but you know, the Patreon numbers, which are public, like that's a lot of money. And that's mainly based on just him and I getting together and you know monetizing our friendship kind of like what we've always done to some degree right um but uh but yeah that to me is that just reminds me that's like the almost like the 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 purest form of 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 what we do and i'm just happy and lucky i feel like that i get to do that you know for an hour or so every week for sure yeah because that's definitely something i wanted to cover like just with throwing fits like how has the community surrounded around you guys with just throwing fits well, brought from failing uppers to onto throwing fits. Like, how has that grown over the years? And then also with like the Patreon, it's like, what do you, for anybody who is new to you, like, what do you offer yeah. on Patreon for throwing fits? Thursday dumper, yes. What? Yeah. Yeah. When we can be bothered to do our little newsletter, I know people really, really appreciate that. Um, I guess how have things changed? Well, the podcast was really, well, okay. Everything is relative here, but like when the show was on Barstool Sports and anyone can say whatever they want about Barstool Sports, like I don't, you know, I have no allegiance to them. I don't give a fuck. I basically didn't even when I was working there. Um, but one thing I will say about them is that they're really easy to work with and they'll let you just do whatever the fuck you want. So we were kind of doing our thing. And even though like we weren't taking it that seriously and we weren't making a ton of money uh, because of the associate association with Barstool, like a lot of people listen to that show. Um, and that was uh that was a really interesting time where it was almost like, Oh shit. Like there's a lot of people listening to this thing. We probably should like professionalize this to some degree. So shout out to Barcelona without them. The show would have never become weekly. We wouldn't have surrounded ourselves with all the talented groms that we shouted out before. We wouldn't have been probably going as hard on fucking social media, which really builds the audience, you know, for kind of anything that you're doing online, you know, in, 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 2022 if not you know even a couple years ago um but uh yeah i mean uh the audience you know when we left there and under the circumstances that we left that was tough because a lot of people that were that listened to the show because of like their loyalty to barstool were like yo fuck you guys you're bad people or whatever the fuck they thought which is kind of funny to think about but uh but um so yeah it really felt like you know not building something from scratch 
but but there was a period of time before we had actually launched throwing fits where we were like yo who knows like it, it kind of you know at i guess uh, on our worst day in that during that crazy month between shows you know with all the drama that was happening and also not being totally clear on what our own future was gonna be like yeah you we had no idea who was gonna who is gonna you know follow us right to this to this next chapter um even though like us you know fucking ourselves and this thing blowing up in our face was like the most on-brand thing for james and i based on like our track yeah. record but when we launched the, sh- the throwing fits on patreon we were really blown away by the support like right out the gate and more than anything i think that that emboldened us and empowered us to eventually like take that leap of faith that i talked about earlier which was you know working on this show full time so shout out to the community which is only really just kind of grown stronger it feels like you know every every year or even really every week as, as new stuff comes out so shout out to them without them i mean you know the show is vert is nothing right uh, so so that is something that you know has to be mentioned that the community is really everything and getting to meet kids or guys i say kids because i i can see i see myself as old but getting to meet like the audience that whether it's like the events that we do or them supporting through merch or just patreon whatever um that's always like fucking amazing and, and, and always and always blows me away and it's really like the best part of the job um is getting to interact with the community because that's like love that you can't like buy like that's something that like you know there's people out there that fucking make way more money than me or way more successful based on a a variety of other metrics but like that love that you get from like the you know the community like that's something that is you can't put a dollar amount on that that's like a whole that's like uh that's really truly invaluable um but uh in terms of you know what people can gain or what they could expect from us on Patreon. I mean, it's, I mean, I don't know. It's, we just do an, we do a bonus episode basically every week Mm. where James and I, you know, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what it is. It's kind of like professional wrestling to some degree where there's like storylines that exist within the show and that stuff is covered um, or like, you know, some zeitgeisty stuff that's happening. You know me, I love to like talk about fucking Kanye and shit like that. So typically, you know, if he's (laughs) up to some bozo behavior, that's going to get, that's going to get addressed or, you know, kind of what's happening in the men's fashion space at the end of the day, that is ultimately what, what James and I care about. And then, yeah, hopefully there's going to be, there's going to be some laughs um, sprinkled in, in, you know, in between all of these things, but yeah, that's basically, that's basically what, what, what the main value prop is, is if you fucking love throwing fits and you want more throwing fits, you can pay for more throwing more throwing fits. Yeah, I can't yeah. wait to listen to the ass pizza afters after on the way home today. Oh yeah, right. And yeah, you're right. And there's little like bonus, there's bonus stuff, but there's like little bonus content with the guests. And like you mentioned before, there is a there's a newsletter uh, of product recommendations uh, that comes out every so often. And you know, every, you know, there, there's little things here or there on Patreon, but um, but yeah, I mean, it is basically a way where if if you know you love the show, you can get more of the show. You know, it's there. It just costs five bucks. <laughs> yeah. Facts. Or 10 or 24, is it? 15, 10, 20. Five, 10, 15, 20. Yeah, 20 bucks just you can then and then you can run around and tell people that we're your your close personal friends with yeah. us. And yeah. it's not wrong. <laughs> um, so when it comes to like you guys do a lot of collabs with a lot of different brands, which 
I want to say like the loafers were amazing. The cardigan was amazing. Thank you. Shout out, boots shout out, checks you. downtown and shout out Blackstock. Yes, sir. For sure. And shout out DM Absolutely. as well. Yeah, Those yeah, boots yeah. were insane. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. A little bit out of my price. Thank you. Could, yeah. Couldn't afford them, but uh, I loved them. They were great. <laughs> well, they're made uh, in Italy. So yeah, you, know, no, no. you get what you pay for. Exactly. <laughs> um, so when it comes to doing those types of collabs, um, how does that work? Because I know like you and James, the style is very, very different. But you guys mm-hmm. were able, like for the loafers, for instance, you guys were able to come together and make a loafer that fits both of you guys' styles. So how does that sure. collab process go? Are you kind of like, I want to do this, and James is like, nah, that that's whack, or it's just kind of like you guys are on the same page always? Um, I, it's definitely a process. I don't think we're ever necessarily, well, I don't know. I, I think that, because I was going to say we're never on the same page right out the gate. I mean, sometimes we are. Usually the way the way we would be on the same page is like when we're working on product with any brand, we usually know like what we want that thing to be. Me, just like the general, like we want to do a mohair cardigan or we want to do a loafer or, you know, uh, to continue, you know, with the examples given before, or like we want to do some type of uh, water resistant rain boot or something like that, right? As far as where it, goes from there uh yeah i think it is a lot of you know kind of back and forth and compromising and people making their case i think that my favorite part of our little new yorker profile um that came out uh when the pod was pretty new so this is probably like two years ago um the the writer uh got to witness some of the boot kind of r&d you know that that was happening with dma at a meeting um and while I would be lying if I said that that wasn't like hammed up because we knew there was a fly on the wall and that it might make it into the piece. I think yeah. that is kind of like a accurate, if not a little bit exaggerated um, example of, of what it is like, what it is like when we collaborate, which is, yeah, I mean, like, you know, strong opinions from, from both of us with, with, like you said, Elijah, two different fucking uh, styles um you know and, and guys that take that shit very seriously so yeah there is a lot of negotiating that happens uh not just between like the brand and throwing fits but within throwing fits itself and i'm really proud of everything that we worked on and um you know i love i love a product that comes out that people love that is successful and i know the little bit of me that's in it and the little bit of james but ultimately you know maintaining that kind of united front that is thrown fits you know we don't put out we don't work with any brands we don't fuck with Mm -hmm. and we don't put out any products that we wouldn't wear ourselves whether it's a fucking mesh short or a high level boot that's made in italy or whatever like you know for us it's like we would rather just like we'll just like not do something versus you know doing something that we don't actually stand by i mean at the end of the day like we believe we have really great taste and we believe we have great opinions when it comes to John's across the board. And I feel like all of the products that we put out do reflect that because they have to reflect it. Right. They, right. they, they can't not that that's not acceptable. You know, that's my, that's the brand director and me talking, yeah. but like James would agree, like we, we will never be those guys. We don't ever put out anything for the sake of putting something out or for the sake of just making money. Like we don't have to, we can like, you know make money with other things or you know find other ways to to keep the audience engaged or find other narratives um so yeah i'm just really proud of all that stuff and that's one of the most fun things about the job besides just like getting together with james again to fucking you know put out hopefully an entertaining conversation for the patrons um every week but uh working on the products i mean like that's you know, I had a little clothing line with with two buddies of mine back in the day. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Um shout out run of the mill. 
um, RIP, dead bitch. Um, and uh, <laughs> and uh, I just, you know, at the end of the day, like I love clothes, guys, right? Like that's, yeah, I think that's the thing that, you know, you would unite the three of us or anyone listening to this or anyone who, who's in, in the throw gang. It's like a true love of clothes. So the ability to, to be able to have the chance to be able, the opportunity because of throwing fits. Uh, to work with fucking brands that we love and respect on like really cool shit that like we want to wear. That's, that's awesome. So that, that to me is always like something that I try not to take for granted at all. Well, I try not to take a lot of things for granted, but that's definitely one of them. And um, yeah, it's just, it's just talk about one of the perks. Like that's something that outside of making clothes with, with uh, my friends, John and Jeremy with running the mill, um, you know, that's something that throughout my career, like I always really wanted to do. And I had little opportunities here and there. And I've, I've consulted with a lot of brands uh, when it comes to product, but like to really be able to like put, you know, to stamp like the throwing fits logo in the, it, you know, in the, the sole of a shoe or, you know, have a collab tag with like, and to really like get to have carte blanche on product. That's something that like at the end of the day is always just really, I just, I just find it so enjoyable for me just as like a John's enthusiast. So that's, yeah. that's something hopefully we can always, you know, that will always be a part of what throwing fits does and, and, um, and, and will always be kind of like, you know, uh, something that, that we can offer that is a little bit different than what other, you know, podcasts or, you know, shows do for sure. Right. right. So I want to talk about what you guys did last year. You guys hosted a live show. Talk about, well, how, how was that experience doing that? And then also talk about the few pop-ups you guys done. Like, for example, the pop-up you guys did at Drake's. Talk about that. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, I hate performing live. Like, I've done this before <laughs> to some degree. Um, it was fun as fuck. All right, yo, it was, it's, again, it's so fun to interact with the community and, like, spend time with them. And for me, it's like, and not that, it's not like I have, like, stage fright or whatever it's just like i don't know there's just something about the live show it's just a lot of fucking pressure right. and it is exhilarating like i will say of everything that we do that gives us the opportunity to get like positive feedback from the audience or the you know the listeners or the potential or customers whatever fucking you know depending on whether it's a product release or you know a great interview we do or you know on the show or whatever but there's nothing like that was like being on stage for that live show and and i've done like live stuff before i've done like speaking engagements and james mm. and i have had done like live shows in different capacities like in the past with guests or whatever but like being on stage at the bell house in brooklyn and like I don't know, just like throwing a joke out there and like had like and having like the whole place like erupt in laughter. Like I get why people, it, yeah. you know, pursue their dreams of stand up or whatever. Like nothing feels like that. Like that's crazy. It is truly absolutely electric. And uh, as much as I can say that, I could also say that like, I don't really want to do that. It's like a lot of <laughs> fucking pressure. Um, you know, the amount of and listen, for anyone listening who went to this thing and maybe was like, well, the live show was like, OK, it wasn't amazing. Like, I will say, despite that, James and I put a lot of work into, um, you know, what we had prepared. We didn't want to just go on stage and fucking wing it. And we didn't necessarily want to just take the podcast from, you know, your your preferred podcast feed and just put it on the stage. We like wrote a one act play. We had a bunch mm -hmm. of, you know, um crowd participation bits we did this live presentation like that's we just wanted to make it feel more like a variety show more kind of like what we used to do with fashion bros and it took a lot of work and we belabored over that for quite some time and it 
was a lot. It felt like a lot of pressure and it was nerve wracking. And while the results were great and I'm super happy with it and everyone there at least lied at least at the very least had enough decorum to lie to our faces and say it was a great time. Um, that's not something that I necessarily me personally, just me, Lawrence, not speaking on behalf of James with throwing fits. I don't know if I'm the kind of guy that wants to like take that on the road with that said, I love fucking hosting shit. I love throwing parties. That's a different kind of thing. Like I'm, I'm a fucking ham. I love to schmooze it up. I love to meet fucking everyone in the community. Do I necessarily want to like do that or kick that process off by being on stage for an hour? And maybe, you know, maybe my, I'll change my mind, but, yeah. but not necessarily right now. Um, but I like what kind of happened with Drake's was a little bit of something that I really could see in terms of like how the sausage is made for everyone listening. Like that is a kind of that, that deal, which was like a quick 30 minute live pod with our buddy, Alex Delaney, more of like an interview thing, like what people listen to every week, then followed up with like, just basically like a hang with great drinks and great food um, mm. and great fashion from one of our favorite brands. Um, right. Obviously we're talking about Drake's. I would love to kind of, if I could replicate that, or we, excuse me, we could replicate that on the road, whether it was, whether it's at um, third party retailers, like at great stores, the best store, like the best menswear store in every city, or just with like a one, one particular brand themselves. I, that's something that as much as like, you know, I'm not trying to be like a full road dog again, like I'm married, you know, I want to, I want to be at home. I want to, you know, I don't, I'm not just going to like hit the road, you know, um, yeah. on some rock star shit. James obviously <laughs> might, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> in terms of what he, what he's looking for. But, um, but I, I think that that, that's something that's a little bit more my speed again, just speaking on behalf of Lawrence, but, um, but yeah, I mean, any opportunity to like bring, um, you know, good people and good food and good drink and good fashion together. Like that's all that those are all the only things I care about basically. Like yeah, yeah. when I really break down like what I'm into, that's basically every box is being checked. So being, being the vessel through which we can like, you know, facilitate a, a really great hang with all that stuff. Like, you know, that's uh that's something that I think uh, there is absolutely in the cards uh, for TF, especially now that like the world is open again and people are just fucking like, you know, hungry as fuck to like do cool shit and just see cool stuff and meet cool people. Like I would love yeah. to facilitate all that stuff. So I think that while the live show happened and was successful and, we made a bunch of money that we were able to, to donate uh, to a really good cause. Uh, I just don't know if that's necessarily what like I want to do personally moving forward, but there's this other version of it where, which is like, you know, some compromised situation that, uh, that hopefully, yeah, hopefully we, we have more of these, uh, you know, kind of link ups or gatherings or whatever you want to call them uh, in, in the near future, especially this spring and summer as the weather kind of, you know, gets better and, uh, you know, people are looking for shit to do. Yeah, because I was just about to say me and my co-host here, we missed the first one. Yeah, we missed but, the first yeah. one. Dude. We're, We're coming gonna, to the next one. Dude. The next barbecue. Best oh, hell yeah, dude. For sure. We will be in attendance. We'll be. We'll be there. Shorts. Yeah. Five inch. The, the social, the social event, the, the social event of the season, gentlemen. For sure, oh, dude. That's uh I don't want to give too much away because we're kind of in the process of playing this now, but yeah, I think that there, there absolutely is going to be a, a big budget barbecue TF barbecue sequel. Um, hopefully pegged to some other really fucking cool shit, hopefully happening sometime later this summer. So, you know, uh, what are, what are big things coming? That's what yeah, <laughs> big things coming. Yeah. Something like that. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, 
yeah so what's next with the one fans what do you guys you mentioned you got some things in the work coming so anything that we can yeah divulge now i'm trying to i'm trying to think of what, what i can say we're working on a gigantic project maybe our biggest undertaking yet in terms of um a product release um, mm. that I don't want to, I don't want to say too much because it's, it's a bit too early. Right. Um, but it's an opportunity that was afforded to throwing fits. That is kind of like, I don't know. I think it really is bigger than anything that we've done in the past. And it's, it's been, it's taken a very long time to, to put together. Um, but, but I'm really excited. And I think that, um, for, for anyone listening, that um, is a fan of the throwing fits taste level and the kind of throwing fits universe of brands and kind of the way that James and I, like you guys mentioned, have different personal styles, but ultimately kind of like can co come together and, and, and can create cool product. I think those, these people are going to be um, really excited and really hyped for something that, that James and I are, are currently working on right now. Um, but uh, besides that, we got some new shorts just coming out um, at the yeah, end of this yeah. month. I don't know when this podcast comes out. I'm assuming like what next week or something. Yeah. 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 Next week. Yeah. So we're dropping um, some neon mesh shorts. Oh, um, samples. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, on the that ne neon pack. <laughs> exactly. So the, uh, the, the, the Nickelodeon pack is dropping. Yeah. Uh, I think it's either March. I think it's March 30th. So that'd be really fun and cool. Those are fucking sick. Um, I'm trying right. to think we have a, we have a huge fucking dream guest. That's lined up that I, I don't know what I can or can't say, but it's going to be, I think it's, it's one of these guys that, uh, well, there you go. It's a guy. Uh, I'll say that <laughs> but, uh, it, it's a guy that uh, James and I love and are massive fans of that. The, I think the entire audience is as well. Um, and uh, fingers crossed that it is going to happen. It seems extremely likely. And it's someone we've been chasing down for years and it looks like we're finally going to make it happen. And I'm, really really uh fucking excited and uh i will tell you guys who it is uh when uh, we are officially off the record okay. but that'll be really fucking sick and hopefully that will be out um i don't know shit maybe like next month or something so st we still got to do it right but right. i'm really excited for that and then um yeah just more of the same i mean like again um my i think one thing that throwing fits is more than anything is I, I really think there's a consistency there so you know just really good pods hopefully every week um, whether it's on Patreon or whether it's it's the free shit, but yeah, just kind of continuing to do what we do best, which is talk shit for a living. So yeah, that's kind of all the shit that's kind of, I know I teased a lot of stuff and I'm sure it's like annoying to a lot of the listeners, but uh, I've said as much as I can say, right. um, but hopefully uh, you guys can keep it fucking locked and, and all this stuff that I just kind of alluded to will come to fruition shortly. Yeah. All right, so we we want to we'll get you out of here soon. You've been talking for a little while, but I have uh, some advice. I would love to hear from you. Constructive criticism, yes, <laughs> almost. So I yeah. like you. I am I'm not single. I've been dating my lady for a while now, and she does not understand this whole John's life. And right. so I'm wondering how how can I a start breaking her like. Like, uh, she's not going to listen to this, but I just bought a new pair of loafers that she doesn't know about. And she's going to be pissed. Okay. So how do I, how do you break it to your wife when you, when you buy something you probably shouldn't have bought? Or do you even tell her? You just, oh, you want some advice from me? I thought you, you were going to give no, me advice. No, I need advice from you. Yeah. Well, you yeah. definitely just, okay. Well, I mean, obviously lie till you die for sure. I mean, I'll never <laughs> be honest. Never tell the truth. Never do that. That's the worst thing. Uh, you should just be like, yo, babe, like, 
it, honestly, you could kill two birds with one stone. Just be like, yo, I know you probably thought the fucking podcast is bullshit, but here you go. The shit is blowing up. And I just got my first fucking free pair of loafers on flow team. Just <laughs> fucking Damn. you just lie about everything. Lie about the, su- the successfulness of your fucking side project and then lie about the money <laughs> that you weren't supposed to spend. There you go. Sick. That's what That's I would easy. do. That would yeah. be, be my recommendation for sure. Again, That's two quick. birds, one, two yeah. birds, one lie, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. for sure. Yeah. That's sick. So actually, yeah. how has your wife, your lovely wife, Jenna, right? Correct. That's, that's her name. I don't yes. Wanna, how has mm-hmm. she affected your, your John copy? Do you, are you a little bit more frugal or do <laughs> you, or has it, has anything changed? Well, well, actually here, so here's the thing, right? I am one of the best perks. Um, and I'm sure anyone who listens to the show is, is well aware of what I'm about to say, but I get so much free stuff. Right? Yeah. Like I still buy a lot of, actually, I don't buy a lot of stuff. I, I buy very specific stuff, but for the most part, I do have a lot of people offering to give me free stuff a couple times a week. Right. Mm. And, um, not everything is, I don't want to even say good just for me. Right. Just, Mm. just, just speaking purely, um, you know, personally. Right. So what my wife helped me and not because like, I really didn't have a choice, but at a certain point, she's like, there's just too much fucking shit. You have to start learning how to say no to people and not being so worried about hurting their feelings. Now, obviously I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. And I will say that sometimes when I turn people down, they like freak out. It actually reminds me of there's like a certain type of guy that like, you know, tries to get like, it's a guy who's like, Oh, what's up, baby? Like, let me get your number. And she's yeah. like, no, you know, actually like, I'm not interested in the guy goes, well, fuck you. You're a whore anyway. Like a really bad yeah. fucking incel ass guy. There are certain people that like are buttering me up and offering me free stuff. And then I graciously pass and they fucking unload on me, which yeah. is never great. But my wife forced me to learn how to graciously say no in a way that hopefully doesn't get that aforementioned reaction and has someone just understands because it just, I had, I mean, we're in uh, my office right now. There's a whole rack there of shit. shit. There's all this Jeez. stuff behind me. Yeah. yeah, yeah so, Pete, are those, uh, are those some Weegeons? Are those some Weegeons? all stuff on the floor. Yeah. No, no, no Weegeons in this house, bro. Me and Ken definitely starter pack is definitely the Weegeons, but we yeah, yeah, have no, I mean, since, and Weegeons are great. I, I'm yeah. just, I was just making a joke at Ken's expense, but, um, yeah. no, so, so now it really comes down to like, um, you know, even just like, I don't know, like I was traveling, just came back from vacation yesterday and, you know, whatever, just fucking around on my phone on the plane. And, you know, some guys like, what do you think of my line? And what's your size? Let me give you a pair of these custom Crocs I'm working on. And I'm like, yo, dog, I'm like, yo, I got three pairs of Crocs at the crib already. And I got hydro mocks. So the last thing I need is another pair of Crocs. That doesn't mean that I don't, I'm not fucking rooting for you. Right. And that I don't think what you're doing is cool. And I might even give you some free consulting fucking constructive criticism over IGDM. But I'm like, yo, I cannot just, I cannot accept another pair. So, so that's really, again, another long story short from fucking long winded Larry over here. But my wife, basically, (laughs) she was like, yo, you have to learn how to say no to people. You can't just get, everything just so that you don't look like a bad guy um and then you know just basically you know have our apartment be overrun Mm -hmm. um with stuff so that's that's probably like the um that would be the thing that she has definitely uh taught me how to effectively heisman some flow that i don't know yeah, because yeah. we experienced our first little float team situation. Yeah. Shout out Congratulations. to the boy, shout out to the boy Warren Cochran uh, at, over at Bloomfield Works. Shout out to him. Uh, We're in the tea right now. Great yeah, shirt. Great shirt. Got the tea on. Yeah, man. Um, um but I'm sorry to cut you off, but no, actually, a couple bit more bits of advice for us if you have it. Like, sure. 
How? Yeah. So me and Ken, we want to go nuclear this year. We're trying to go Mach 5. We're trying to go supersonic. Sure. How can we start right. doing things to so we can get reached out from, uh, so we can get like Burrow Couch ads. We would love to do a Burrow Couch ad. We would love to do a Roman <laughs> like, like, Want to do an ad? Yeah. For, we would love to do ads. Like, uh, you know, I just want to like grow it. And so like, do you have any advice for us about how we could like get to that next level yeah. in podcasting? Well, I don't, I, I'll tell you this, man. I don't fucking know if ads are the way that are going to make your show go super sane or nuclear or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the I will say the thing about ads, and I didn't know this. This is probably like another long with the way of, of answering your question by kind of like not answering it. But yeah. that was the thing that like I remember I was like very I was I personally, Lawrence, was very concerned with having ads on the show when we um, when we had fir- when we first started, because I thought it like legitimized the pro like the listener would hear the ad and it's definitely not a product that they fucking for the most part it's not gonna be something they want it's probably gonna be something they fast forward but the fact that it's just there is almost like oh it shows how legit we are and i know something i truly believed and now i'm like that's the dumbest fucking thing in the world so mm-hmm. what i would tell you is like i don't think you need ads for come resistant burrow couches <laughs> legitimate to the, to the audience. Right. Like yeah. one, the shit is going to make you no money. Right. Cause right. all of those fucking ad deals are based on a, a CPM that even if you were a fucking massive size podcast, it's not yeah. going to be any amount of money that's going right. to remotely be life-changing. So I, I just, I just think that like, listen, man, I, I've had a great time potting with you guys. Um, obviously, you know, I respect what you guys are doing or I wouldn't come on the program. I'm happy that I was able to finally uh, make it work because Ken can attest to me being a bit of a difficult guy to, to, to pin down. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, hey, it was but, well, uh, well but, worth it. Well worth well, it. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. well worth it for me. I hope I hope that you guys have a good time. But I, but I'm basically what I'm saying is that, like, I think you guys are onto something. I think you got a fucking great show. I think you have a good rapport. Um, I'm excited to listen back to this and, and, and hopefully it's as good as it feels right now. And, and the audience at home can agree. But, yeah, I wouldn't focus on things like. I don't know how serious this question was. I'm being right. like real sincere. Yeah. Like, I'm, yo, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm big bro in you right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it doesn't. The yeah. ads don't fucking matter, bro. Like, yeah. that shit. I think and, I think it's, for not, us, and it's not going to pay your rent. So who gives a fuck? Right. Yeah, I think mainly for us, I think really it's we're really just trying to grow, but then really just get really great guests on yeah. that are doing really sure. cool, creative stuff, whether it be photography or what, what whatever have you. Um, Yeah, just really yeah, for to sure. get big, great guests on. Um, I know we're really trying. We're trying to work on our next guest. We're trying to get on. He's actually from VA. Yeah. Um, You guys actually interviewed him. Uh, yeah, honestly, we we've been getting a couple of you guys a sloppy seconds. <laughs> oh, <that's>, yo, <laughs> yeah. yo, bro, we've all I was there. We were like, you know, whatever, uh, failing upwards or throwing fits. Yeah. Everyone's been there. But yeah, I would say just focus on like, yo, I'll say this, man, the 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 litmus test or the barometer that I always use as a podcaster was like, do I does this feel really fun and good in the moment? Because. I've always thought that if it feels good, like right now, as we're doing this, it actually only gets amplified for the listener, like by 10. So if you guys are, are having a good time doing what you do and you're and you're stoked on the product, uh, I think then that the listener will be, too. And then, then that that's like for me, that's everything. It doesn't matter about the fucking ads or even like the promotion of the show or how big the IG following is. If ultimately, if you build it, they will come. It just takes time. That is really the biggest thing about podcasting. And uh, I was just having a conversation with a buddy who is uh, launching a podcast and, and he's kind of familiar with, with the pod game, but like the big thing that I was talking about is like, yo, bro, 1000%. It is about consistency. You got to do this shit often 
and you hopefully can do it. You should be doing it well. But that's really the thing is just like, yo, the show from from my perspective, our show never took off until we were like, yo, we are doing this at least once a week. If we have to take a break off, like we're keeping those, we're keeping that time to a minimum, you know, and, and that really for me is everything. Cause that, then you're creating that kind of snowball effect and, you know, enough people have time to kill and want and listen to podcasts when they commute or when they work out or when they're fucking taking a stroll. So, you know, there is an audience out there and you just got to fucking, you just got to, you just got to do it. And you just got to mm-hmm. do it uh, as often uh, as you possibly can. And again, hopefully at a high level and things will hopefully the things, then things will work out. You know, assuming it's good. Now, if you suck at podcasting, you can do it every fucking day. It's going to still suck. So there's also that. I don't think you guys are going to, I don't think you guys have that problem. All right. Thank you, man. That means a lot. Yeah, man. Pleasure. Um, So before we let you go, man, I have one final last question to ask you. Um, Go off, Kenny. Where do you see yourself and also the podcast throwing fits within the next few years? Yeah. Okay. I think um, we're I, well, yo, dude, I'm very much like a creature of habit. I don't necessarily think I'm going to be in much of a different place. Right. For me personally, like I'm, I'm a very, I'm very content. I am very grateful. I'm very thankful for like where I'm at. I hope I, yo, honestly, bro, if you were like, yo, you could be in the same spot, relatively speaking, I'm comfortable. Like I, I have no complaints. I'm very lucky in that regard. And I, and the big thing for me is never taking that, for granted with that said i think that james and i are working on some some bigger things um big things coming up but we're working <laughs> but but there really are a couple projects mainly in the television space um that we have been working on for a while um with really great people who believe in us and we believe in them and i would love for one of those things to hit i have no idea if they will or they won't uh, this is not the first time that james and i have gone down this this road we've been there before um and uh you know it's a nut that we will continue to try and crack because i think that's kind of like the next kind of frontier like yo i'm not gonna ever pretend that i'm some like crazy ambitious hustle and grind guy like i'm not i like literally i'm very content with that said like i think we we have some 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 good ideas that exist in like that i don't know if it's like you want to say it's a higher level than podcasting but like i don't know I watch a lot of TV. I love TV. I'd love to be able to 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 get into that space and do something unique and, and different, and also make a lot, make some more money, you know, off yeah. of whatever those ideas are. But that that's the main thing. And then uh, I really think that this big project I also alluded to before that's that's in the fashion space. I think is going to be that'll be a a really cool career career milestone in terms of like fashion. So hopefully that all really comes together. Um, and it, it's on a great track right now. And I'm excited for that. So I just hope that that like goes off without a hitch. Um, and, uh, and yeah, hopefully, I mean, my thing is this, bro. I don't know if I can podcast on fucking 40 years old, right? Like I'm <laughs> 35 right now. I mean, I enjoy it, but like, I don't know if it's going to hit the same, if it's like two actual fucking middle-aged guys, you know, yeah. fucking yelling at you through your AirPods every week. So I don't know. I'd like to, I'd like for, uh, you know, some, some, some bigger things that we're working on to hit so that I could like, not like retire early. I'm kind yeah. of already retired if I'm being completely frank. You know, I work like yeah. fucking six hours a week at most. <laughs> but, 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 uh, which is like less. I just got a lot of time on my hands, but no, um, no, I, I just, uh, you know, hopefully we can, uh, 
we can be we can be ambitious and successful in the TV space like uh, I feel like we can be. And then, um, yeah, just uh, just again, just fucking just grateful to be on the show, guys. That's all. I'm just happy yeah. to be here. Thank oh, you, man. Yo, it was a true pleasure true having pleasure. you on, man. And like I said Absolutely. at the beginning, man, it's very it's a full circle moment for both of us. Yeah, man. Yeah. Very pleasure was circle, all mine, man. fellas. We were mm-hmm. we like literally two years ago, we were listening to throwing fits sometimes on our lunch breaks sometimes like while we're Hell at yeah, work bro. one airpod in the yeah. ear like yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. so um but yeah no it's, no, it's it was a, sick. thank you and thank you guys for the for the love and support and everything to me and also i will say like it's it's nice to be able to um not that there's like and i've talked about this before but not that there's like a difference between like larry and lawrence but it's nice to just come on and come on a podcast and get to be lawrence and not have to be like larry you know what i'm saying yeah. so I, yeah i appreciate man. the opportunity and i also and, think a lot of hopefully people- the listeners got some value out of this you know? a lot of people know you from the pile a lot of people don't know like your upbringing where you came from and all that so i, I was really excited to talk to you about that because i didn't know yeah. about that kind of stuff you know yeah for sure for man. sure well Happy you guys share, fellas for sure well you guys this was the van ultra podcast episode 22 and we're signing off, and we're signing off. Do I get the plug? Do I get the plug? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Shit, 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 shit. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we almost forgot. Fuck. All right, all right. Uh, I was waiting. No, yeah. yeah. No, no, uh, yeah, man. No, plug but, uh, your yeah. shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Instagram and, and Twitter. I'm at Sartorily Inc. Uh, you can follow the podcast on Twitter and um, Instagram. That's Throne Fits. Throne Fits. Yeah, I think we have. The, yeah, Throne Fits. And then uh, patreon.com slash throwing fits if you want to pay for, for more content. Thank you guys for the opportunity to plug my shit before cutting me off. Again. Oh, cool. Yeah, <laughs> my bad. Yeah. Thank you so much. No, it's Yo, all good. I'm fucking yeah. with you. <laughs> Yo, man, it's a pleasure having you on. Thank you guys for tuning in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can follow follow us on the Vanity Ultra page. You can follow myself at KDK underscore ultra. You can also follow my co-host at um fuck <laughs> come on Ma- oh it's Mon-, Mon I'm like not on Instagram so it's like Mon Sir Marcellus for my actual one and then there's um my little mood boards Marcellus Studios so you can follow me there, there alright you heard it here first <laughs> this is the Vanity Ultra Podcast episode 22 signing out All right. you guys have a good one